Today's podcast is sponsored by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash doctrine. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Welcome to Doctrine and Devotion, a podcast exploring Christian faith and practice from a Reformed Baptist perspective. My name is Joe Thorne. I am the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois, and I am tired. I'm Jimmy Fowler, elder candidate at Redeemer Fellowship. And? And I am better than Joe. You are sort of down. You're a little down today. A little, you're like a little blue. A little blue? A little... It's not that I'm blue. I'm not depressed. I feel like you're, but you're, there's something up, and I'm, I would, thought I would ask about it. What is, what's up? Well, why would you first ask me while we have the mics up? Oh, save it for radio. That's, that's what they all teach you in, in all, like, right. uh, all my communication all classes. All, wait, when I got, communication oh, classes? Oh, yeah, man. How many? I wait, went to NYU, classes? got a degree in uh, broadcast. Yeah, New York University. And I got a degree in radio broadcast. So anyways... What, uh, that's a lie. That is probably I'm a lie. That's probably, probably I'm, not say, I'm like true. looking around. I'm like, where's his diploma? I don't no. see it anywhere. So, um, and it would be a degree, not a just a, you, know, you get a degree. Well, you whatever. I ain't got one, so it yeah. doesn't matter. You know, I ain't got either. Uh, you no, know, I mean, we talked a little bit about it, but I, I like why, like, what's going on? Why are you blah? We'll say you're blah. Okay, blah. First of all, I don't. Okay, I feel like I'm blah. But it's not that anything's We were bad. just praying about it. We were just praying about and it. You, that, get out of the funk. Yeah, the funk. The That's funk. What, okay. I said funk, not blah. Okay. And it's not like anything bad happened or anything negative or anything's going on at the church or in the personal life. I overslept. That happens to people. They oversleep. Now, when Jimmy oversleeps, it's, it, I know what that means. It literally means that you got about eight hours of sleep. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I overslept. You so. sluggard. <laughs> Oh, the sluggard. Behold. <laughs> oh, behold. <laughs> behold the sluggard. Behold the sluggard. So, yeah, who gets I just... eight hours of sleep. <laughs> so, so, yes. I mean, I even like, I woke up and uh, Michelle was already out of bed. And uh, of course, she doesn't need eight hours of sleep. Eight hours of sleep. And so, yeah, I don't know. I just felt like I overslept and uh, I didn't drink enough water. I feel oh, like I didn't drink enough water this water. morning. You need to not. You need to chill with the water, dude. No, the water's good for you. You can get like hyponatremia and die. You drink that much water. Okay, there's a point of yes, I understand. Yeah, but that's, I, that's a real no, thing. No, but I there's nothing wrong. People die all the, the time from drinking Here's too much difference. water. Here's the thing between you and I. Water poisoning. From what I understand, yeah, you're supposed to drink about half your weight. Myth. It. Google it. No, you half Google your it. Weight, half your weight. Yeah. In ounces, right? Like myth. Two. Myth. Okay, put, why, why is okay, it myth? Put, put that in and then put myth next to it. Boom, see well, what pops up. It's probably something you put up. Well, if I did, it would be a good one. Oh, it would be you right. did, didn't you? No, so you want I, me to no, go to something no. from your blog? I'm just saying, like, you All need right. to ease up on the water. No, why? Could you drink coffee? There's water in coffee. No, you I don't only drink, worry about I only drink uh, one to two cups of coffee. Okay, go now. drink more and you get more water. No, you don't. And it tastes no, way better don't. than water. Hold on, wait. Drinking, what was the thing? I don't know. It's your myth. Oh, drinking it, half. It's your pseudoscience. Body. It's your hollow earth science. Myth. I'm looking. It's your flat earth science. The same thing that tells you to drink all that water. Uh, that let's dental see. floss mythology. I mean, flossing. Okay, first of all, oh, oh, look yeah. at this. Uh huh. Snopes. Yeah, well, don't, don't, Snopes isn't like a thing. Oh, why do we you always go, go to that? Go ahead, you go ahead, you Snopes. What does it say? Uh, what does it say on their website that looks like it was built in the 1990s, which it was and uh, hasn't been updated since? It does say it was debunked by science. Yeah, that's right. Guess who's drinking so less water now? No, I'm still Fofo! drinking. I like it. I like the water. Hold on. Never freeze coffee to store it. Keep going. Sushi. Wait, why are you, why are you looking at all the it's, other it, stuff? Because it's the 10, 10 nutritional myths that won't leave. All right, and I'm not even seeing, it's not even showing the one. All right, well, let's... It's not there. Okay, you, I'll give you time to ponder the folly of no, eight okay. hours of sleep a day. First of all, yeah, if is, I, it's not bad to be drinking water. Hyponatremia. Okay, if you get to that point, but okay, I, have so, not, yeah. I have not gotten to that point. Well, I don't know. That's, maybe that's why you're feeling funky today. You've been drinking too much water. No, not, not, water, not, not enough. I always, feel, I always feel cruddy when I don't drink enough water. So we are... So maybe that's it. I'm not drinking enough water. <sighs> 
You talk about drinking water as much as you drink water. I know. Can I have a glass? No. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> so uh, it's October. Mm. Coming up on Halloween. Uh, you guys doing anything? You going to go uh, costume party, dress up, Bob for apples, bonfire? You gonna, what, do you, what do you do? No, we don't do any of that. Um, oh, well, well, look at this guy. No, we believe in Jesus. You don't participate. No, in we the believe in Jesus. Works of darkness, uh, and yeah, this is. We don't like this paganness that yeah. this is, uh, and so usually we have a uh, a Jesus is Lord party. Oh, I like that. That sounds biblical. Where uh, you know people come to the house, and we instead of having a haunted house, right. we have a heavenly house. Ooh. Except if you do go down the path of Halloween. Uh, that corridor is damnation. It's like a choose your own adventure in That's your house. It. Exactly. So when kids walk in, they can oh, choose. Cool. I'm going the heavenly way, all right, or I'm going to go the hellish way. Okay. And so if they want to participate in Halloween, they go down the hellish. Okay. But if they want to sing songs of hymns and praise and worship Jesus, we have the heavenly way. All right. Now, what do they see if they go down the hell path? Mm-hmm. What kind of thing? Because like it's Halloween, you gotta you gotta make that. Yeah, good. we just really have this big screen TV. And it's just uh, on loop of Donald Trump speaking. (laughs) (laughs) It's Trump's greatest hits. (laughs) You can't set me up like that. All right. So I do. I know you. I know you go trick or treating with your kids because I know you and uh, another brother from the church took your families out and you walk behind the kids and yeah, we walk behind the kids. You know, and we're smoking cigars uh, and the kids are going door to door and so we're saying hi to the neighbors and. Uh, the kids are getting some. So we just go a few blocks around and then come on back. Now, do you go during the daytime or the nighttime? Uh, we do late afternoon. Is it light out or is it dark out? It was dark last no. time. It started light. I saw light. the pictures. It started I light. I saw the pictures. It, it started You're light. You're one of those lame parents that takes your kids out when it's bright out. You yeah. got to go when it's dark. No. No, dark. No, because then I want the... them to go home and go to bed. Yeah. And then I can relax. It's it dark at like six o'clock or something. What exactly. So that's why we go at five. Oh, it's too early. You gotta, we go at you don't, five. You don't step out the door until it's dark out. No. Because that's when the realm between the natural and the supernatural is thin enough and close enough to really interact thin with enough. all the evil. And that's scientific? Oh, no, but it's. Uh, it was that on Snoops? It's on something like that. Yeah, we do. Uh, we let our kids do the trick or treating as well. And uh, I know that. I mean, we're having a little fun here, but like some people mm-hmm. really object to this. They yeah. do not like the idea of of Christians participating in what we call Halloween. Have you ever struggled with that? Have you ever? No, any, I've never struggled ever. You, you've always been cool with I've devil been, worship. Yes, absolutely. Oh, no, hold on, wait. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I should have first let you okay. say no, the it, question yeah, before yeah, I right. answer. Yeah, I am fine with Halloween. Blasphemy. I am good with Halloween. Blasphemy. I am good with Blasphemy. Halloween. Blasphemy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good with Halloween. <laughs> so yeah i've never i've never had an issue uh i know of some other parents that have and so at these churches they'd have an alternate event that night harvest you know, festival whether it's what do you call it it's a harvest festival Har- well i guess that's what it was it was a bonfire mm. um, we're gonna talk about bonfires tonight i think okay well it was like a bonfire and mm-hmm. uh, i guess they'd have snacks i never and they went. don't think the bonfire is pagan no, no, really. Think that's we're all in, that's interesting. And, uh, Bonfire, not pagan. Okay. But I never went. I never. Well, I, do you know what their objection is? Like, what do what like the common objections to people like Christians? Satan not, worship, right? Satan worship, evil worship. It is a. It is celebration of death. Ce- yep, celebration of death. Which, no. yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I was just thinking of in you know some South American cultures where they actually do celebrate, or even like in New Orleans, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the Day of the Dead. I mean, and those are places. Those are things I want to go to. I want to go to those. Yeah, man, because you like all that dark stuff. No, I just think it would be, you don't think it would be interesting, like just a, I to, would, a I would. cultural. Totally. You know? Totally. I, I would, I would, uh, I would love to. Well, I, I think that, you know, people object to it largely because they have this idea, largely based in truth, that a lot of the things that are, that accompany what we call Halloween today have a pagan origin. Yeah. Right. And they, so they've heard that it all relates to Satanism, and it's the Satan High Holy Day, uh, which it isn't, and um, and therefore you know we need to stay away from it. And mm-hmm. then ghoulish things are bad, and you're playing with witchcraft and all all of this stuff. Um, so what I'd like to say on the front end of all of this, before we get into the details, is it's just a basic principle, which is the pagan origin of something 
uh, does not necessarily determine its contemporary moral or spiritual value. Yeah. Right. So the pagan origin, you can something that can have a pagan origin, right? Like, uh, like. Christmas. Yeah, I'm about know. to say, yeah, we're all about Christmas, but <laughs> Easter. Uh, <laughs> but those things have been sanctified. We have not yet sanctified Halloween and turned it into a Jesus thing. It's still very much a death thing, a Satan thing, a vampire thing, a Frankenstein's monster thing. See the difference? No, I don't see the difference. Well, the difference is when you talk about Christmas or Easter, it had a pagan origin, but now it's been made about Jesus. You know what we need is we need Kirk Cameron. Why? Well, I mean, he's sanctified movies. By bringing out the Left Behind series, okay. I think he will consanctify Halloween. He—he's the only one. Please come, Kirk Cameron. You are our only hope. Kirk actually made a movie about. I think about Christmas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Kirk I've Cameron never saves seen Christmas. Kirk Cameron saves Christmas. That's a no. Movie. Google it right now. Cameron. For real, it's Kirk with a K. Is it really? I've been calling him Kurt. Kurt can't like Kurt Russell. I guess. No. Yeah. Kirk Cameron saves. This has got to be some sort of spoof. It's got to no, be. No, it's a, a movie. He made it. No. And it's K I R K. That's what I said. You said Kurt with a T. I said it's Kirk with a K. Try and rewrite history, son. All right. So it's a real movie. Um, oh, you're. Yep. There I it know is. it, right? Cameron Saving knows. Christmas. Put Christ back in Christmas. See, in you. theaters, November 14th. Limited engagement. Like atonement. <laughs> <laughs> So here, here's the, the look on his face, though. He's got this like orb in his hand, and he's running, and there's a Christmas tree with all these things and presents, and he's got a, a big candy cane. He's got, and he's like about to hit you with it. How is he saving you with hitting you with a camera with a he's, candy he's cane? He's beating the devil out of you. But the look on his face is that's gonna haunt me. Oh, you guys can see it on the show notes. That, you got <laughs> that's gonna haunt me. Look, look at the thing. It's like this. No, Joe, look like this. Nobody can see the face you're making. No, I'm saying you can't see it right there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> just so well, Hall- Halloween is object due because, you know, of either the c- content that people see in it or yeah. the origin of the past. Um, but let's just say on the front end, the pagan origin of something cannot determine its current moral or spiritual value or significance. And by the way, Halloween, it kind of has been sanctified because Halloween is technically a Christian holiday. Whoa, 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 whoa. Halloween is a Christian holiday. Anybody that knows church history and knows what Halloween is and means knows it's a Christian holiday. All right, well, since I don't know church history, why don't you explain? All right, well, about 2,000 years ago, mm-hmm. Jesus of Nazareth um, lived a righteous life, died on the cross, and mm-hmm. rose from the dead, mm-hmm. and he is the one who established the New Testament church okay and so if we're going to start with church history we could start there okay and then go forward or if you want we can go all the way back to like just talking about god's people god's elect of all ages why don't you go all the way back okay um halloween is the contraction of all hallows eve all hallows eve is the night before all saints day Mm -hmm. halloween is technically a christian holiday yes you could say well isn't it more catholic and all of that and say yes it is but if you just want to be technical about it, yeah. it's actually a Christian holiday. Now, we got to go back farther, you know, the origin of Halloween and all of that. And so where does all of this come from? You know, October 31st was a, a, a big day in the life of pagan communities, specifically in uh, the, the Celt, among the Celts, right? They had this one day, uh, this one festival this this one night on october 31st where a mm-hmm. lot of this went down do you know what it was called no that's why i need you for church history it's called Samhain. Samhain? that's what it's called no no, it's, no no it's not called Samhain. you're you are wrong yeah no you it know, is not you it's know it. samhain yeah it's it's spelled samhain it, no it is samhain it's samhain it, I, it, I went to samhain. school with a guy named samhain i think but uh, it's pronounced Samhain, and Samhain was the end of the harvest, the beginning of winter. Mm. Uh, this was when the, the the days were short and the nights were long, and they believed that this was the time when the sort of the the barrier between the physical world and the spiritual world, or the 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 realm of of life and the realm of death, mm. was very very close together, and you know evil spirits could pop into our world yeah. and create havoc and ruin ruin the crops right before they're harvested and things like that. So they uh 
and, and a lot of the traditions that are associated with um, with Halloween today come from this period of time. Not all of them, but but some of them. But before we get into that, mm-hmm. you've got something to say. I do. Uh, it's been something that's been on my heart. Okay. Uh, and something that I feel like I really need to share with the world. Okay. Um, so no joking. I'm not going to joke this uh, time. I'm yeah, just for real, listen. please. All I, right. Okay. This is kind of hard. All right. For listeners of Doctrine and Devotion, Audible is offering a free <laughs> audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to check out their service. And for this month, we would like to start recommending uh, The Whole Christ, Legalism, Antinomianism, and the Gospel Assurance, Why the Marrow Controversy Still Matters by Sinclair Ferguson. So here's the great thing about audible.com is you can go, you can sign up for free, you can get your free audiobook, and it, uh, you can cancel at any time and still keep your free audiobook. And so to download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash doctrine and uh, grab Sinclair Ferguson. I love me the Fergie. It's such a good book, and I know most of y'all haven't read it, so be sure and pick that up. And listen to it. All right, so back to these uh, traditions that uh, that are present in Halloween and fall activities today. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people have problems with these, like uh, the costumes that people are really People get dressed up in costumes yeah. around Halloween. Back in the day, you say you don't know church history, but maybe you've heard about this. Why were they on on Samhain on October 31st? Why were uh, these Celtic pagans mm-hmm. dressing up in costumes on that night? Uh, to ward off evil spirits. Yeah. Trying yeah. to, yeah, to scare them away, I guess, if you want to say it like sort that. Sort of blend in. So, uh, huh? They're like, they, they're like, hey, man, I'm, I'm cool. I'm an evil spirit just like you. We're all good. And then get away. Yeah. And then get away. So really, if you are not dressing up, uh, you're inviting evil into your life. I think that, well, certainly the, the, the Celts believe that. Well, I'm just uh, saying now we believe that. And so, okay, so dressing up in, in costumes mm-hmm. uh, was a very, this primitive idea that they could scare away evil yeah. spirits. Um, when people dress up in costumes today, there's, why do they dress up in costumes today? I think just for fun. Yeah. It's just fun. It's costumes just, are know, fun. Yeah, the kids get to enjoy it. They get to... Um, be their favorite superhero. Be their favorite superhero. I mean, you, you let your kids play pretend all the time, and now you won't let them play pretend and actually get a nice treat. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Well, mm-hmm. hopefully a nice treat. And if you're giving out apples, that's not a nice treat. If you're giving out toothbrushes, that's not a nice treat. No, that's just, those are stupid. That's just, don't do that. You're don't exasperating be that children. Per- don't, yeah, don't be, and don't hand out tracks. No. Don't hand out tracks. Just don't Listen, do if that. you're going to hand out a track, you better hand out a full-size Snicker bar with it. Yes. And yeah. Full size. with these small things. What is it? I just, Full size. If I know. I agree. That track. That's what All I'm right. saying. King size. If it's not a very good track. <laughs> King size saying. is not a good track? Yeah. All right. You All I'm make, saying is don't do the track, you know. People like to dress up in costumes. I like to dress up in costumes. I don't ever get the chance to do it. What you do on me. Halloween? No, I don't. Yeah, you do. Nope. Yeah. Nope. I saw you as Gimli. Nope. That's just me. No, no, like. you dressed up like Gimli. No, you're trying to you're trying to make people think that I do, but I've never. You asked. did. What about jack o' lanterns? Do you know what a jack o' lantern is? Yeah, is that the thing where you, like you cut out the pumpkin and you can you put a face on it? Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, yeah jack o' lantern. Oh, okay. Well, so uh, do you know the origin? No, of the jack o' lantern. It's just well, to give light and sight. Uh, well, first of all, they're back in the day, they, like in in Ireland, they didn't do this with pumpkins. They didn't have pumpkins, so mm-hmm. they would use these smaller gourds and. What not? But what? Um, so, what do you? Why do you think they might carve a scary face into a gourd and put a candle inside of it, or a coal inside of it? A coal inside? Yeah. Oh, because of light. So yeah, make the light come through. Scary face. I think. Yeah, they, yeah. To ward off evil yeah, spirits. It's the same thing. <laughs> I want to say <laughs> they're like, they're it's like, nothing like, different. Like, <laughs> like, oh, the costumes aren't enough, man. We gotta we gotta double down. So if you don't have a jack o' lantern, uh, you are inviting evil into your. You're home. basically painting an upside down cross on your door mm-hmm. and saying, "Welcome, devil." At least that's what they would have believed. So, and there's a cool story behind the jack-o'-lantern, which I'm afraid I don't really remember. I'd probably mess it up. But um, so that was the the original sort of meaning mm-hmm. behind that. And today, kids carve faces and faces, pumpkins. just silly things, silly right? Faces. And people actually make nice, some really nice art. I would, you know, like they make some nice intricate, yeah, like a, like a Thomas designs. Kincaid impression right onto the side of the pumpkin. All right, how about bonfires? Bonfire. What, about, what about what about bonfires? Because now a lot of Christians, oh. a lot of churches, 
we'll have the bonfire. Right. And you seem to uh, insinuate earlier that there was something negative about this. Oh, well, bonfire. Or, or how about ironic? Let's go ironic. Bonfires have a pagan origin, too. They what? were bonfires. They were bonefires. Uh, and they would either be the the burning of bones or bodies or even the sacrifice of a person to false gods. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the pagan origin of bonfires doesn't seem to bother people. Like, they might yeah. object to Halloween, but they'll go, let's have a bonfire. and they even call it a bonfire. Or bobbing for apples, for crying out loud. Bobbing for apples has a pagan origin. How so? Uh, Roman goddess Pomona or something like that. I... I I know we're supposed to research this stuff, but Roman goddess, mm-hmm. um, they would, uh, the, the best that we can tell, historians can tell, bobbing for apple, apples, came around the the worship and the celebration of this one goddess. I think it's Pomona. Google up goddess Pomona. Let's goddess see if I'm right. Pomona. Goddess I know if, Pomona. Because it sounds like a, it's, Pomona sounds like a place in Florida. So I don't want to be telling people to look up Pomona. I'm looking at Wikipedia. Was a goddess of fruitful abundance in ancient Roman religion and myth. Uh, Her name comes from the Latin word palmum, fruit, especially orchard fruit. Uh, She watches over and protects fruit trees and cares for their cultivation. All right. So it's Pomona. Pomona, yeah. P-O-M-O-N-A. So, uh, yeah, looks like bobbing for apples was originally associated with this Roban pagan deity. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, like people don't have a problem with bobbing for apples. Yeah. Because, well, to them, it's clean. It's like, oh, this is fine. There's nothing. To... But costumes, which can be scary, they don't have to be. They don't have jack o' lantern, which can have a mean face, which, by the way, my, my six year old can draw a scarier face on a piece of paper than any pumpkin carver can put yeah. on a pumpkin. So I don't know why that's better, worse or better. Um, but then, like, going house to house. Like, going house to house, they, there's all these ideas about going house to house to yeah. trick people and to do these... Go- trick or treat, yeah. you know? Uh, the real origin of going house to house and asking for candy also has a Christian origin. Uh, this was what happened on All Souls Day in England when kids and the poor in particular, poor kids, would go during the parade and during this festival of All Souls Day, they would go house to house and ask for candy or food, and the people there would oftentimes bake them special cakes called soul cakes for that particular Mm. day. So that even has like a a very positive... So it was like almost... It was serving, right? Like you were were serving those that were less fortunate. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's, it's an act of mercy. Yeah, it's kindness. Now, when we're talking about Halloween today, uh, what what we basically see here is a very mainstream pop yeah. culture, uh, what do you call it, a community-based event. And uh, while it's broad and it's celebrated by a lot of people, we could, we, we could have gone through the history of this and mm-hmm. when it came over into America and became more popular and all of that. But it is really uh, important for us to just understand sort of the principles here. Yeah. What's happening and what isn't happening. First of all, this is not the highest satanic unholy day or holy day. Uh, It depends on which branch of Satanism you're talking about. But the Levian brand of Satanism, the most popular uh, brand of Satanism, the most popular holiday, not the most popular, the biggest holiday, the most important holiday is a Satanist's own birthday. That's the highest holiday because each Satanist considers himself to be a god. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's the day that you really celebrate. But we're not talking about uh, Satanism. We're not talking about Celtic origins. We're Mm -hmm. really talking about what's happening today. Now, as parents, I think we need to be careful with everything that we do with our kids and the culture. We need to think everything through. But we need to not be afraid to uh, engage this day of Halloween as Christians. Now, we might want to engage in it differently, but I think a a bad move is to disengage entirely and to pull back. Yeah, because I think you're being anti-biblical. You're, you know, we're we're called to engage the culture around us. Now, we're not saying take everything wholesale without looking at it critically and at, without looking at it through the lens of Scripture. Um, but we are saying, don't remove yourself when God has called you here. Right, right. And so, you know, you can um, listen. Chris, if you're a Christian and you don't want your kids to go door to door, okay. Maybe you could give out really good candy and be a great 
neighbor. neighbor. Yeah, just be absolutely. A good neighbor. It's like, hey, you know what? We don't go out. We don't go door to door and dress up and all that because our conscience is, you know, leads us in a different direction. But we want to bless everybody in the neighborhood that's going door to door. I mean, everybody's out. Yeah. Everybody's hanging out in the neighborhood. And if you're not going to hand stuff out and then your house gets egged or TP'd, that's not persecution. No, <laughs> that's not persecution. You deserve that. That's yeah. righteous judgment. And for being I don't a even jerk. feel bad for doing that. No, I'll just tell you. Right I now. do it all the time. Yeah, well, it's, what, it's what we do on. If Halloween. someone gives us like an apple, I'm like, all right, kids, we're coming back later. Yeah, and then they go you, to bed, you and I go them. by myself and egg the house. Oh, you don't bring them with you? Nah, they're sleeping. You need to wake them up, man. Not for that. I'll, I'll, when they get older, we'll okay. egg it together. So the, the really, uh, what what you know, our perspective here is be biblical in all things and follow your conscience. Yeah. If your conscience is disturbed at the idea of letting your kids go door to door, then don't do it. Then don't do it. I'll be honest. Uh, the first, I don't know, four or five years of Catherine, our oldest daughter's life, uh, we didn't do trick or treat door to door mm-hmm. because of my past involvement in the occult and in Satanism. Um, I just wanted to be extra careful. Nothing and, wrong with that. But so we would, you know, we would pass out candy and she would dress up in one of her princess outfits because she's always had, prin- well, she doesn't anymore. She's I'm about to say, she, she passed used, that princess she stage. Used to have, <laughs> she used to have princess you know, outfits. And so she would stand at the door and give it out. And then she would ask, well, why, why can't I go over to my neighbor's house and ask mm-hmm. for candy? And so uh, Jen and I talked about it and we prayed about it. And we just ultimately said, you know what? There isn't a good biblical reason for us to, to not do this. And yeah. we can think of good reasons for us to do this. So we went ahead and make it. We don't judge people who don't exactly. practice this, uh, but, uh, and those that don't shouldn't judge Christians that do. So be biblical, follow your conscience, and be a good neighbor in all things. But what about, like, do you have any, any concerns at all when it comes to uh, the darker images or the, the scarier ideas or the overtly satanic uh, pictures and concepts that float around during Halloween. Do you have any caution or concern about some of the stuff that you might see? Yeah, I mean, for me personally, I don't. You know, um, now for my kids, I do. You know, because I, and I think there's a conversation that needs to be that you got to have with them, right? Like, I'm still, you know, I don't have vampires or skeletons or. Uh, witches or ghosts i'm not i'm that's the kind of stuff like we're not we're not decorating our house with you know um so i think yeah i mean you're gonna see it out there and so trying to have that conversation which is kind of one of the reasons why i do have my kids go because they're five five and under uh we go earlier you know so that they don't yeah. have to see some of that other stuff right um they start lighting up the lawns and dead people come out of exactly and exactly like and so um as they get older, we'll have that conversation. Yeah. Uh, but at this point, they're they're not ready for it because, like I said, they they do a lot. We let our kids pretend all the time. We let our kids pretend playing cowboys and Indians. But you're okay with them, you know, shooting someone and calling them an Indian, Native American, Native American, whatever, you know, First Nations, First Nations. Uh, but when it comes to that, you know, all of a sudden you're you're someone your conscience is is there, and I, I guess I understand it to a degree. Well, because I mean, I think people. I think most people are so unfamiliar with the world of the occult and mm-hmm. with Satanism, and they are so far removed, many at least in, in our context yeah. here, which is, I think, a rather privileged context where mm-hmm. we live, you know, where it's a comfortable, relatively comfortable life yeah. you know, for a lot of us. And there's not a lot of suffering and grief on, the, on that level of death and mutilation and all of that. Yeah. So. We don't have a lot of experience with those things, and we, we know Scripture talks about evil and Satan and witchcraft, and so we see it superficially kind of painted in a humorous way yeah. or in a superficial way, and we kind of react to it. So I, I do get that. But uh, my, my caution it, to people is, is pretty simple. Um, be thoughtful about what you do, whether it's yeah. a movie that you're watching or a book that you're reading. Don't just consume. Exactly. Uh, don't just engage, but do so carefully, thoughtfully, and biblically. And do so in such a way that you can honor the Lord. If you can't honor the Lord, then you don't have any business doing it. I think that's uh, a pretty safe place to go. So, yeah, my kids will go out. Yeah, and I think also, you know, be wise. And, you know, even, I don't know how Joe's going to feel about this, but I'm going to say it. Uh, I mean, we check our kids' candy, you know. I mean, if there's there's something that's opened or fruit, we just throw it out. Yeah. Which just, I'm not going to play that game. Uh, Plus, I want to check and I want to get the good stuff. I want the Reese's. Uh, peanut butter cups for me. Uh, they don't need those. I'm protecting them and their teeth. Um, but yeah, there are there. 
it takes one, you know, one person. And there are malicious people out there that for so some reason there's think never this been stuff a documented funny. case of it ever happening on any year there's Apollo never been a documented case nope never once has there been nope okay so joe goes by the then that's fine i'm not i still check that. the kids candy okay so then yeah. why are you why i'm just you, saying i'm well, just saying then why do you check though I'm, why do you check because what well, most not because it's gonna be like laced with a razor blade yeah yeah, or, yeah i'm not even yeah. um but no like if but it's, why just like if it's open it might not be good like, what does that mean? Know. It might not be good. Like, I don't know. There could be, like, a bug in there. See, yeah. You you now have to go back. No, I'm just saying. Like, yes, you do. You dirty, do. You do have stale. to go back. That's just funny to me. No, because you were, you were getting ready to make fun of me. I wasn't making yes, fun you of you. Were. I you was were just getting saying ready to make fun of me. Is, and then we realized that you yourself. Okay, that's fine that there hasn't been an yeah. incident. But I still want to know why you're checking. If there, if you're not worried or concerned, why are worried you, or concerned. then why are you checking? Because I'm uptight. You're uptight because yeah. you're worried or concerned. Worried or concerned. Just, because you and I both know it just takes that one time. And that's that's why we check. And that's why I'm saying be wise. Be careful. Be careful. Be smart. Be smart. Safety first. Health and safety. <laughs> <laughs> so that's all I'm saying. I got it. Wow. I got you. I'm happy. That was my victory cry. Okay. I was just, I was kind of stoked I got you on that. You didn't get me on anything. Yes, I did. Joe, you felt, you were even like, oh, I can't believe I just said that. I checked. I don't know. Actually, I'm trying to think about I don't know if I checked my kids' candy. Oh, now you're going to double back. Now you're going to double back. I got four kids. They bring in the candy and they sit on the living room floor and they dump it all out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they start trading and we watch while they do it. That's about as much of the check as it gets. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yep, and I like how you doubled back on that because you felt silly. I don't feel silly. Yes, you do. It's fine. No. Joe checks his candy because he's he has the, there's I'm, that 1%. No, that I don't think anything I don't think anything's in there. I'm just saying, oh, you do. That's why okay, no, I'm man, not going to argue I, with this I, anymore. Listen, I will check. I think we all agree that all Joe agree. thinking how Joe likes to present himself as this like easygoing. I ain't got time for all this other worrying stuff that other people worry about, and yet he does. Praise I, God. Hey Joe, you know what I have over here? Uh, no, I don't. I don't know. I've got some mailbag. Oh, we're gonna move on. Can you you want to check these as well for health and safety? Or we're just uh, going on. Yeah, I don't, here we go. You have it up. On Here's your the first side. question. You can, I will you give can just this one them. to you first. All right. This is the name is Anon Imus. Uh, subject, Theologically Diverse Church Staff. Hey guys, I was wondering what staff life is like with Redeemer Fellowship. Currently, I am a church plant intern with the North American Mission Board. In the last few years, I have embraced Reformed Baptist doctrine out of necessity more than wanting to be in a Calvinist club. I was hoping to gain insight about the nature of church staff slash church ministry. The church to which I am assigned has a staff that is both theologically diverse and morality driven. By this, I mean we have one staff member who promotes drama worship and leans towards prosperity preaching, and another who is ordained in a Pentecostal church and holds to strange views on free will and a personal relationship with God. (laughs) Then there is me, the token Calvinist in the entire church. What I'm curious about is how should I approach my increasingly burdensome convictions of doctrine slash orthodoxy within this church ministry. Sure, being a NAM, and that's a North American Mission Board intern, I'm on a limited contract, but currently it is manifesting in depression and ministerial loneliness. Likewise, how should theological diversity be addressed at Redeemer? Uh, P.S. While the venerated Jimmy Palamalu does have b- beautiful head hair, who is he referring to? Just keep going. Everybody no, who's knows. He referring? Every, okay, everybody. everybody football you, player. Good job. Yeah. What what team? Oh, I don't know. And football play football. It was a good guess because they're too big to play anything else. Yeah, fair enough. So uh, yeah. No, but he's talking about the. Okay, Google Palomalu. No, I know he's got to get with the fluffy hair that pops out the back of his thing. He did. That's he did the one. Shampoo commercials. That that he did yeah. shampoo commercials. Yeah. I heard you say she. It's no, he. no, no. I know it's a he. Okay, he. Ain't no and, girls playing football. And in he NFL. plays for the Steelers. Okay, or was yeah. Uh, I feel like if I were to take a swing at JoJo's jaw, his beard would break my hand. Okay. There you go. All right. So first of all, um, in your context, I would encourage you not to create drama or controversy as you are an intern there serving them in a short-term capacity. At least that's what it sounds like to me. Mm -hmm. But if it is a healthy environment, you should have the freedom to talk about theological distinctives and disagreements that shouldn't be weird or bad. Yeah. Um, that church has its own theological identity and, uh, or maybe it doesn't have enough of one. That's why there's so much diversity. That's why they got, yeah. 
but they don't know they're all over the place they don't know they, what they don't they maybe about. they don't want one and when, there's a danger there too right why especially on, as a church player why are you on your phone just stop what it. are you doing because i'm reading the question oh. uh, no you're not the question's <laughs> on your computer <laughs> all right uh but there's a danger there as well though and i know that you've experienced that as uh, in the first church plant i know we've talked about that one of the lessons learned has been when the leadership doesn't cast the the vision a clear enough vision a clear enough church, vision yeah. about who we are and what we're about uh, all competing visions will begin to suffocate it. Yeah, definitely. So in your immediate context, I would be careful. I would be deferential, um, but I would be clear about who you are and what your perspective is, what your convictions are. Don't go against your convictions. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, you know, as an intern there, I think you're going to have to roll with them uh, easier than you would in a church where you're coming on staff and you're really a part of that congregation. Uh, in terms of a healthy church and diversity among staff, mm-hmm. uh, staff is a pretty broad term. It would apply to anyone paid. So that's the janitor to the secretary to the receptionist to the ministry assistants and so on and so forth. But let's just limit this to uh, teaching staff, okay? Mm-hmm. So when it comes to a healthy church, I think a healthy church has to have a clear theological identity. It has to have a confessional identity. That means that the doctrine of God and the gospel uh, is clearly articulated and agreed upon by the church that, uh, that there's no ambiguity, and, but that there is a, a healthy level of specificity. Um, I, don't think it's, I, don't think it's, I don't think you can get too specific and too yeah. big, uh, but you definitely can get too general and, and be unclear. So that's number one. And then number two... All teaching staff should be in full agreement with the confessional standard yes. or the statement of faith of a local church. Um, we do not want our um, teachers, community group leaders, uh, and those are volunteers at Redeemer teaching anything contrary to what is in our statement of faith. Yeah. And all of our elders uh, obviously have to agree with our statement of faith. Obviously. And um, so we, we really uh, think it's important. That now there can be diversity mm-hmm. outside of of that statement of faith, or if there there might be room for exceptions within that statement of faith. Like, well, I agree with all of it, but this part I don't, and that can be worked out. But in general, I would want all of the staff to be in agreement doctrinally. Yeah. Next question. All right, what's the next? One? You have to read it because I don't I don't have them. Oh yeah, here it's on my phone. No, it's not. You just you checking like you're you're checking Slack, aren't you? You were checking Slack. I was. Yeah, okay. All right. Slack is an app that we use to communicate among the elders here. Go ahead. All right. Uh, David Koch writes. Uh, oh, sent- I, I know. Uh, we know. We know David. Yeah, we know David. All right. Uh, sanctification. Uh, hello, Fofo and Jojo. I have a question for either the mailbag or maybe for an episode, depending on how many are asking this question or ones like it. I would like to hear you to expound upon the doctrine of sanctification, particularly the question of just how much the Christian participates in his own sanctification. I see in scripture that both salvation and sanctification are a work of God, how God brings to completion to work. He begins in the Christian, but I also see in scripture commands for the believer to quote, do something. Uh, Paul's command in Colossians three to put on and put off some put off come to mind. I have known believers and pastors who would say that they do not participate with the spirit in their own sanctification and growth in becoming more like Christ. I believe in an effort to avoid any hints. Oh, wait, sorry. Becoming more like Christ. I believe in an effort to avoid any hint of works righteousness. Can you help untangle this issue for me? Thanks for the podcast, fellas. I look forward to Mondays and Thursdays greatly in Christ. David Koch. Cool. Cool. So yeah, I mean, uh, I do think that there is. I do think that there's a part that we play, right? I don't think that what we do is that which saves us or sanctifies us, but I think it's the faith that we have in Christ that makes it acceptable and holy and pleasing to God. Would you say that, Joe? Like, I mean, yeah. it's it's. So I mean, what what do we? What do, in what way do we participate in our justification? He's talking about sanctification. Yeah. So uh, do we play like a, a, an active part? Do we contribute to our justification? Let me put it that way. Do we contribute to our justification in any way? In, I would say no. Right. Justification is this 
unilateral declaration. Yeah. God declares us to be righteous uh, in Jesus Christ upon our faith in Jesus, which is a receiving of yeah. Him. Uh, it is not. Um, it is not a work that we that we do, but in sanctification. I think you're right. We are active. We are participants. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the Bible doesn't lay out a very neat and clean formula by which we can articulate the whole. We have to look at everything that's said yeah. and, and try to make sense of it. Uh, we do know that God is the author of sanctification, right? Jesus prays to the Father that he would sanctify the people that he mm -hmm. had given to Jesus, right? So Jesus prays for that in John 17. So we know that it's God who does it. He's praying to the Father. Now, how does the Father do it? Well, it looks like he sends the Spirit to work in the lives of his people through the ministry of the Word. So we look at Second Thessalonians 2.13. Yeah. But uh, at the same time, what Brother Coke or Cook, is it Coke? I think it's Coke. I think I, I said Coke. Yeah, I can't remember. It's spelled like K-O-C-H-E or something. It's really weird. K-O-C-H. Yeah. Um, but then we're told to sanctify Christ in our hearts, yeah. to you know put off the old man, uh, we're we're told to like in First uh, Thessalonians, f I think it's four four. Um, this is the will of God that you abstain from sexual. Oh, the, the, this is the will of God, your sanctification. Mm. That is that you abstain from sexual immorality. Yeah. So we're. I think it's pretty clear that you know we are to work out our salvation with fear and trembling. That's and right. And yet it's God who is at work in us to willing to move for His pleasure. I think it's pretty obvious that we are active and play a part in our sanctification though we are not the cause of it, and um, we get no credit for it, mm -hmm. but we are not passive. That That's would be right. my answer. Yeah, I agree. And I wouldn't, uh, I, would, I would, and I think the Reformed tradition, when you read systematic theology and when you read the Puritans, it's very clear that we have an active part in, uh, in our spiritual growth. God is the one that grows us, mm -hmm. but we remain active. Last question. What was another one? Last one. Ready? From Alex and I'm gonna butcher this last name. Yepiz. Let's go with Alex. Alex. Subject pop culture. Guys, I have loved each and every podcast. They have truly been a blessing. As I mentioned to Joe on Instagram, I am blessed to have great pastors from my local church and to have you guys as a supplement through podcast. Thanks, man. I was wondering if you guys are planning on having a conversation on popular culture, specifically on music, television, and on the internet. Like Joe, I have some metal music, although I prefer bluesy, hard rock, like Rival Sons. I have some people approach me asking how I, as a Christian, can listen to, quote, secular music. Usually, I can get my point across by asking them what they watch on television, pointing out that they watch, quote, secular entertainment. But I would like to hear both of your takes on how you answer people if and whenever asked the same question. And Joe, my... Offer still stands. If you are in Cali anytime, hit me up and we can hang out in my park backyard to smoke one for the glory of God. Sola, soli deo gloria. Alex Yepes. Go ahead, Joe. Are you going to answer it? Uh, so wait, what was the question? Oh, yeah, pop culture. Pop music, culture, secular. music, yeah. secular. I mean, we've kind of dealt with this yeah. on, on the uh, All the Bad Things episode. Yeah, so check that out. Check that out. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's it's one of these, it's one of these Christian liberty issues. Would you say? Well, definitely. And let's just back up. Like when somebody says, "How can you listen to secular music?" If we're talking about music in and of itself, we're just talking about the arrangement of notes. Mm -hmm. We're talking about music. Music is the creation of God. Uh, it is His before it is man's, and man uses it for either good or evil. Um, so, music in and of itself, I think, is a good thing. It can be corrupted. I don't think you can corrupt musical notes so that the arrangement of them is no longer good. Yeah. I think what you do with them in terms of uh, how you, how you, what you use it for or uh, the lyrics that you attach to it can have an impact on whether or not it is fitting for a Christian to or for anyone to enjoy. So I, get, I would say let's get away from whether or not it's specifically Christian or religious yeah. in lyrical content. Uh, let's, just, let's just talk about music in general. Um, is one form of music better than another form of music leaving lyrics out? Some people would say yes. Um, and among those who would say yes, some would say, well, some are better than others because it, 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 that music reflects more of, of uh, 
of, of, an, of an enlightened understanding of God's creation. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that's all they would say. And others would say, well, yes, some are actually bad uh, based on rhythm or the way things are done. And they would say that some are, are good. Um, I, now, I, without getting into all of that, let's just say music is the creation of God. I, I think we need to understand music and appreciate it in all of its diversity. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to lyrical content, every Christian needs to be convinced in his own mind that uh, what he is listening to is, um, is not going to lead him to think, feel, act, or speak in a way that is unbecoming of a Christian uh, that would dishonor the Lord. I think that every Christian needs to, needs to evaluate all of the art and entertainment yeah. that he or she takes in to say, like, you know, can, can I appreciate this, and does this, does this help me to do the things God wants me to do? Uh, does it help me to enjoy his creation and ultimately give honor and praise to him? So I don't think that it's a good argument to say that all of our um, intake of art and entertainment needs to be Christian, but I... I or quote-unquote Christian. Yeah, or, or quote-unquote, uh, you know, quote-unquote. I'm using quote-unquote now for no reason. Uh, <laughs> you you did it first and you got me doing it. <laughs> Um, I don't think it needs to fit within a particular box of agreed yes. upon philosophies for us to say, okay, this is okay. Cause this yeah. is coming from a perspective that I like. Sometimes you're going to read a, a story or listen to a song that comes from, from a perspective that you don't like, and yet you can appreciate the music and you can better understand the artist and yes. go like, wow, I disagree with what this guy is saying or what this girl is saying, but, and I hurt for them. And yet they've created something that's still like really interesting or beautiful yeah. and compelling. And uh, that's not bad for you to engage in that. So don't be a mindless consumer. We say this all the time. If you don't, I mean, you should, you should think through the things that you take in. Absolutely. But, um, check I, your candy. Check your candy. Have Papa, Papa Fofo check your candy for you if you can't do it yourself. That's pretty good. Yeah. I remembered. Yeah, good job. Uh, Joe. Yeah. If there was a podcast out there that you'd want to recommend, mm-hmm. what would that be? All right. Well, there is a new podcast. It's mm. a new one, and it's, it's from a, a ministry that I think began on Facebook. Okay. A friend of ours started this thing. Nikita. Yeah, Nikita started this thing called Ladies Love Theology. Now, dudes, it is for ladies only. Do not go and sign up for the Facebook page. But wait, didn't you? I did. I and am a member. <laughs> I think, <laughs> I think I, I, you're I the, the only uh, male. I don't know, but I heard through the grapevine that, uh, that that was an accident, that I was not. So, guys, leave them alone. So, wait, did you leave the group? No, of course not. I'm in. <laughs> Why you ever, would you did, honor? Did you watch the show Bosom Buddies? No. Bosom Buddies? No, I've never seen that. Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks is His first big role. With Tom who? Hanks, he's in it. With who? It's a, TV, it's a TV show where him and his buddy... They can't afford housing anywhere or something like that. And so they, they go to this, I think it's a school or maybe it's just a place to live. They have to dress up like women the whole time. No, I've never seen this. Was this in the 50s? Yeah, okay. No, so how, ladies, about, how long ago was this? Joe, wait, wait, no, I want to know. It was, it was like in the 70s or 80s. It was not. Yeah. No. Google it while I'm, I'm talking about Ladies Love Theology. <laughs> Ladies Love Theology has a podcast now, um, and it, it, it's just started, and it's, it's really going well. In fact, um, you know, as soon as I heard that they were going to launch it, I thought, we need to promote this. And, oh, and, what, and what was that, 79? Uh, no, 80 to 82. Okay. Yep. See, I knew. And rerun, it started reruns in 84. There you go. So um, they've got a great, uh, a great podcast going. They interview different people. They inter- just interviewed my wife, actually, last night. And um, we were gonna we were gonna promote them anyways. I don't want you to think I'm promoting just because wow, Jen was dude. on it. Wow! No, no that's not wow. Why. Pay to play. I see. No, no. I was. Je- you I must was... have been learning from uh, the Clinton camp on how to, you know, how to what? How to, how to promote? How to handle things? Okay. How to get favors in return? How to get things done? How to? Oh, got to how to get things done? Yeah. yeah huh. Anyways, you. continue on. Check out Ladies Love Theology, hmm. but I also want to recommend a book. Oh, go ahead. Uh, my friend Doug Logan uh, just released a book called On the Block. You really need to check this out, particularly if you are um, you know, doing church ministry in an urban context. Uh, Pastor Doug pastors in Camden, New Jersey, um, and if you know anything about Camden, you know that it's one of the most dangerous cities, if not the most dangerous city in North America. Um, and the book is called On the Block. 
developing a biblical picture for missional engagement. So if you're if you're in an urban context, it's great. If you're not in an urban context, you need to pick it up as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because, first of all, you're going to be able to learn from Doug on what it means to to live missionally mm-hmm. uh, as a Christian and as the church. But also because uh, you may be sending people, you should be sending people into the cities to preach the gospel and to plant churches. So pick up on the block by Doug Logan. Uh, we'll make sure and link to that in the show notes. Huge thanks to Justin Bond of J Bond Media, the audio and visual wizard of Doctrine and Devotion. If you've got any audio or video needs, uh, make sure you hit him up at jbondmedia.com. That's right. If you want to help us out, leave us a review at iTunes. Thank you. Or anywhere, but we really like the iTunes. It helps us, and that's the dominant We really platform. like the iTunes? We like the... What, what, what's the one like that? All right, keep going. Uh, it's, you like, know, it's like we're on the internet. Yeah. We are. Continue. And then you can follow us on Twitter or Instagram at Doc and Devo. Mm-hmm. You can find us on Facebook slash Doctrine and Devotion. You can uh, leave a comment for us with ideas, criticisms, or concerns if you go to our website. Uh, click on the, on the contact page, and you can leave us information there. And you can tell a friend. Now listen, some, like a bunch of these jokers, they already signed off. Some mm-hmm. of you are still listening. We get to this last point where we start thanking Jay Bond, and they, they turn it off, and they go on to their next podcast, or they do whatever they're going to do. But those of you who are still listening, check it out. We are going to be giving away <laughs> a Hank's handmade leather pencil roll. Bam. Like the pencil roll that Jimmy and I carry. Well, mm. we, we each have our own. We don't carry one pencil roll together. Yeah, I've yeah. got mine. He's I got, got, got mine. Now, this is the best pencil roll around. It is, it is beautiful, and we're going to be giving one away. So uh, stay tuned for that. Uh, we're going to be dropping information on the blog very soon, so find out how you can sign up to win. There's a big blank space there. You don't, you don't want to say something yeah, else? Yeah, sorry. You know, uh, like, uh, okay. say, well, tell you, a friend. Tell a friend. You could say that. All right, well, sharing is caring. Sharing right, is tell a friend. That's what you always say. You All right, just, well, like, we'll big... be back every Monday and Thursday for a fresh that. pod, and uh, make sure you go ahead and pre-order and uh, or actually at this point order by the by the time this thing is out yeah oh yeah by the in fact by the time this thing is out that pencil will may already be gone <laughs> <laughs> sorry everybody you know what jimmy i think yep. we need some water we need some water let's go get some. tired later later